The Shooters Podcast has reloaded and is back on the air. Sharing shooting information, facts, and opinions of the shooting sports, the shooting industry, and shooting news. I'm your host. My name is Rick. Welcome to the Shooters Podcast. An ammo shortage. That's never a fun thing to hear about. However, it affects people differently. In some cases, it's a matter of not being able to go out and practice. Or in a lot of cases, as you're depending on when your deer season uh, starts in your state or different hunting seasons, you go to the store and they don't have any. And, you know, that can really put a damper on things. You end up using a, a rifle you hadn't expected to use only, only because you happen to have some ammunition for that one. Or you've got to go out and, um, you know, beg for some ammo from a friend and, you know, borrow it or buy it or whatever you need to do. Um, because your, your guns are pretty much useless for what they're designed for if you don't have any ammo. Well, the ammo shortage of 2020 is alive and well in 2021. There is some, you know, some light on the horizon. There is, uh, they're amping up manufacturing for stuff, and they have been. However, there's a lot of reasons why people are pretty much hoarding the ammo, and that is what they're doing. Um... You know, this one guy I was, uh, I, I talked to a, a friend of a friend who said that they had, um, you know, they went out and bought 20 boxes of ammo for um, each of the guns that they had that they wanted to have some rounds for. And so they bought uh, 20 boxes of 12 different um, calibers for what they uh, what they had in the gun safe. And it turns out they bought, what, 2,400 rounds for over $3,000 because they wanted to be, you know, ready for any particular caliber they might need. I understand that if you're in a position to do that. However, when people empty the shelves of all the ammunition, then that means the next guy coming around, there's nothing left for them. And some people say, well, that's too bad. The early bird gets the worm and all that other stuff. However, um, as a competitive shooter and raising competitive shooters and running competitive shooting programs, I know that people uh, need a regular supply of ammunition because at the cost of it, and it's not free generally, um, you know, you can't just go out and buy an extra 50,000 rounds and just put it in the closet until you need it. You've got to buy it as you need it um, because you shoot a lot. Well, I know that you know some places when Walmart used to sell ammunition, uh, they would limit it to you know maybe two or three boxes per customer. And um, I understand why they do that because the guy who manages the sporting uh, sporting goods section of the local Walmart told me that there were people who would show up. Wednesday mornings when they get their uh, supply in of different items, including their ammunition, 
they would wait for them to stock that shelf and as they're putting the boxes up these guys are taking them down and they would buy everything that they want to put on the shelf and so that's why they limited it to only two or three boxes per customer so that these particular hoarders um, who were getting all the ammo um, you know they couldn't buy it all and then leave nothing for anybody else I personally think because of the price of ammo it was tough to beat Walmart's prices they were probably in cahoots with a retailer in the area maybe a couple of different gun shops or maybe they sold it to other gun shops uh, that happened to sell ammo too um, you know that's my little conspiracy theory that I'm thinking there's got to be a reason why they would be there every Wednesday morning to buy up the ammo at the price that uh, Walmart's offering which is usually a good price and then you know wait till the next Wednesday to buy ammo again so I'm just figuring they were probably reselling it to somebody else and um, you know at least you know Walmart put an end to that but then for whatever political reasons that somebody had a uh, some kind of brain damaged idea and they stopped selling ammunition altogether so um, not, a, not a decision I would have made but you know they're a corporation they're private this America you have uh, free to do what you want and by golly they uh, decided to stop selling ammo I think it was a bad decision but hey that's me I don't mix politics into retail personally I did read an article uh, just this morning and it was an interview about the ammo crisis with Jason Hornady. He's the vice president of Hornady Manufacturing. And Jason was saying that there's a lot of factors this time around with this ammo shortage. And I know that as ammo becomes available, that price is about the only thing that will keep anybody from stockpiling at this point. Um, personally, I have not uh, purchased any ammunition in about a year um, because for a while, just every time I went to the store, I'd buy a couple of boxes. That's it, just two. And yes, that was pretty much what uh, Walmart um, at the time was limiting it to. So for quite a while... Uh, especially for rimfire because I um, needed it for the youth programs that I was teaching, I would buy as much of the rimfire as I could get my hands on. And if that meant a bucket of uh, 1,500 rounds or two buckets, then that's what I would buy. So um, after a while, I had a, uh, enough ammunition, if there was ever such a thing, and... This last year, there hasn't been uh, a lot of uh, gatherings for shooting. And I know my, a lot of the competitions my son would have been involved in uh, were canceled. And they're only now just starting up again. So, uh, 9mm ammunition, which is in short supply just about everywhere, is going to be like gold. So, he has enough for a couple of um, events and... Hopefully, um, he'll get those going here again in uh, maybe the end of February, first part of March. But Jason Hornady said there were some things that really started a, a series of events and uh, the shortage where people wanted to buy guns, people wanted to buy ammo. said at the end of 2019, pretty much started it with a lot of anti-gun legislation in Virginia at the end of 2019 that 
made a lot of people think twice about uh, their freedom and whether the Second Amendment, uh, which was kind of withering on the vine in Virginia, uh, they decided, you know, I don't like that legislation. It may be five states away, but I'm going to buy another gun. I'm going to buy a couple of guns. I'm going to buy some ammunition. And, of course, the pandemic, where people are... Uh, you know, reacting to it in many different ways, some with the purchase of firearms, others with uh, isolation, some with purchasing more ammo. The civil unrest that happened all through the summer um, created a lot of demand for firearms, for personal protection, and new gun buyers buying guns. Remember, August set a record of 8 million background checks. Um, in just the month of August in 2020. And so it's been moving forward ever since the end of 2019. And of course, when they buy the gun, they buy ammo to go with it. So you got 8 million people out there buying who knows how much, whether they bought a box of shells, whether they bought a case of shells. Um, and then, of course, a new election of uh, President Joe Biden makes anybody... Um, respects the Second Amendment, a little bit nervous. He's got some interesting ideas on the campaign trail. And so far, um, we'll see whether any of it comes to light now that he is president. So far, we've seen that there's been a lot of flip-flopping and backpedaling uh, when it comes to following through with campaign promises and slogans on the campaign trail now that he is in office. I hope that is the case with a lot of the gun legislation information that he was putting out on his campaign trail because I do not want to have to pay a $200 tax on any of my guns, let alone all of my semi-automatics. So we'll see what comes to light and um, as that settles out. But all of these things are factors in people hoarding ammunition. And he said um, that his father, the president of the company, Steve Hornady, who's affectionately known as the bearded one, he was yelling at him at the end of 2019 that they had too much inventory. They were overstocked in the warehouse, basically. He said, however, in the next few months, the sales increased 83%, and they were able to keep up at that point. And then now, they have no more excess inventory to be concerned about. They were able to stay on top of it from basically uh, stockpiling their ammunition. Um, and then when the demand went through the roof, they were able to meet that demand. So that worked out. Other manufacturers are in the same position, Federal, Spear, and CCI. Uh, Federal and CCI are the two, two of the world's biggest primer manufacturers. And he said he was at a uh, hunting camp in September, and he heard a couple of rumors that were running around the fire there. And he says one was that, you know, such and such gun company was only shipping 20% more than last year. And he said that they just don't care about making any more. <laughs> He's like, please. He says there's no factory of any kind that doesn't want to make as much as they possibly can. He says we're doing as much as we can. And he says that's just business. He goes for 2020 they shipped over 30% more than they normally would have. And currently they're adding capacity 
And they said within reason, and they had an existing plan that they're following for expansion. He goes, one retailer had a uh, customer who was unhappy because there was no hunting ammo uh, for what they needed on the shelf at the time. And he had told them that he heard that Hornady had been shut down since June. He says it's crazy, but there's lots of silly rumors out there. People try and justify what they're seeing, and it's a complicated issue. I know in uh, the shortage in 2014, I personally called Federal. And at the time, I was having extreme difficulty getting ammunition for my youth shooting sports program, which at the time was the largest in the state of California. And what I had done on the firing line, and this is what you do, you adapt, is I had taken all the semi-automatic rifles and pistols off the firing line and didn't even bring them out. We only use bolt-action single-shot rifles or clip-fed single-shot bolt-action rifles and single-action revolvers because, you know, we would go through... 5,000 rounds in a day on any given day uh, with semi-automatics and we had steel reactive targets, rubber reactive targets, um, a lot of uh, things that moved and made noise. I mean, that's the, that's the fun in shooting. I mean, that's why you do that out there. You have fun. It's plinking. It's working on your marksmanship. So all those things uh, considered with not being able to get a lot of ammunition I knew I had to limit what we were using without eliminating uh, shooting, which would kind of kill the programs. Um, so I uh, went to the, uh, like I said, the bolt action, and it really did slow down the consumption of ammunition, but it also did cut down on the fun. And everybody understood what was going on, so they stayed with the program. But I explained that to Federal, that these programs who weren't in a position to do what I was doing could die off. And if that does, they could literally lose a generation of shooters because the programs that would teach them to enjoy shooting and understand and respect shooting, the industry, the um, you know firearms in general. So if that industry, I mean, or I should say if that generation kind of gives it up because they just can't shoot, I said they're going to, you know, they lose a generation. That's, you know, in 10, 10 years, that's another voting block that could cause some serious damage to, the, to any industry. So what they did, and certainly not because of anything because I called, I just wanted to know what was going on and was there anything we could do. Well, he told me that they had committed 5% of their capacity of manufacturing to nothing but 22 rimfire specifically just for youth programs. So um, I thought that was great, told them that was great. And so they had a program where they would ship the uh, fairly large quantities to individuals like myself who had a program um, that was active. And so, I mean, I would get a shipment of 60 or 70,000 rounds of uh, 22, and that would do for the year. And then every... Um, roughly November, they would uh, place another order, and I would get it around March, just when we were gearing up to shoot, and it worked out great. A couple years later, 
California passes Prop 63, which ended all ammo shipping to the state unless you were an uh, ammo retailer. Basically, nobody could do an online order to try and save any uh, money on ammunition. And at the same time, Federal was not allowed to ship into the state to this program because we were basically a um you know a mail order we would just fill out an application we'd uh, email it to them and they would you know with payment and they would ship us the ammo by a commercial carrier however um that was no longer legal in California so we looked it over actually had a couple of uh, attorneys that I knew look it over in detail and we could not find any way to make ourselves exempt from that so that ended, and it came down to what I could buy personally over the counter to um, supply the program. So that's where we're at even today. Uh, Prop 63 is still being opposed, I should say. It's up up against the, uh, the, the California Supreme Court again to try and get it wiped out because in that is also the magazine ban where it bans any magazine in excess of uh, 10 rounds and that was partially thrown out for a week and now it's being I guess a trial started literally this week for Prop 63 and the, and the magazine ban and I'm hoping that the ammunition ban we call it that even though it didn't ban buying them at the store um, it banned being able to buy them through any type of online mail order or anything um, I'm hoping that that does get um, you know set aside wiped out this week next week next month whatever it takes so that we can start purchasing ammunition now of course there is an ammunition shortage and there is no ammunition um, to get, but it would certainly make much more available than just what's, uh, you know, two or three boxes at the store that, of course, the big store is no longer selling it, and the smaller stores are charging a lot more. So we'll see how that works out for everybody here in California. Okay, there is hope, but certainly no quick fix. Now, supplies of Remington ammunition could be coming back on the market um, by early February. They're apparently there because um, they certainly are a large manufacturing. They have the facilities, and they were recently reacquired, so they will be coming back into production. And Sig Sauer just opened a new ultra-modern plant in Jacksonville, Arkansas, and that'll be up and running very shortly to be putting out some more ammunition. Winchester and Browning are running at capacity. This is information that came from Jason Hornady. So... As things calm down and the hoarding subsides, which I'm not sure if it ever really will, um, things will get back to some semblance of normal, we can only hope, because, you know, ammunition is kind of required to make guns go bang. And I would say that, you know, when ammunition does come back into play is to, I would say, keep, keep a reserve. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say hoard it. If they've got 10 boxes, you're going to buy 10 boxes. And I know there are people out there who would say, if they've got 10 boxes, I'm going to buy 10 boxes. You've got the right to do that. Absolutely. However, the guy behind you who really only wants one, you know, they kind of get screwed because when they come in, there isn't one. Um, if we can just kind of ease back into this ammo buying, I know it's going to be tough because people have been without. It's kind of like any food product that you're you know, deprived of it for long enough. When you get the chance, they gorge themselves on it. So um, that's going to be the same with the ammunition. 
and you know people who have stockpiled they're okay for the moment and I'm not going to you know badmouth anybody who has stockpiled ammunition there are a lot of good reasons to put together a good supply um, I still currently have some 22 rimfire for my programs that hopefully in the next couple of months we'll get it back up and running depending on how this COVID restrictions are in uh, California. It's basically a governor that's been flip-flopping and wobbling back and forth about everything and opening and shutting and partially opening and shutting and so forth. Um, it's being recalled by the people of California, and it, it may be successful, but that won't happen until the end of summer at the very earliest. But we don't know what kind of restrictions are going to be here next week. We only know what's here today and for California that could literally change day to day. Um, there could be a, a, a bad uh, Facebook article or tweet from the governor or about the governor. He could get upset, and next thing you know, another executive order is coming down that you know that people have to stop drinking water or something stupid. Or, you just never know in California how uh, silly uh, they'll become. But um, we'll get things back to normal here eventually. But if you're going to buy a bunch of ammo, then when you get out to the range, share a little bit. <laughs> it's, always, it's always nice to share. That's one of the things I've told people about um, shooting is when you get to a range or you're going to go out shooting, if someone's you know, offering to let you shoot their gun, then shoot it. You know, get the experience. Get the fun of shooting whatever it is because they're also offering you free ammo is what they're doing. So always take someone up on that. Um, but the uh, ammunition shortage is, at the moment, not uh, not good. But there is light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully, in just the next few months, a lot more is coming back on the market as these uh, companies that were literally stripped bare. Uh, again, they were also short of some of their uh, materials, like primers. There was a shortage everywhere. Everybody I knew who was reloading couldn't get the primers so um, as they start to come back online and uh, people are able to get those components including the manufacturing companies that make the ammunition then this stuff will become more available so hopefully the price gouging won't be too horrible and um, everybody can enjoy shooting once again and know that you can empty your magazine or empty your your box of ammo and know that you've got another one in there or you've got more at home or you can buy more because it's available so that's it for this episode thank you for downloading listening and subscribing to the shooters podcast please visit my website at shooterspodcast.com and read and share my shooting blog